One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I'm Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And it's Sadie's night. And we're both in kind of bad moods, but we're not going to let it affect you guys because honestly, I've been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> it's only, it's the best part of the day. It really is. Thank God you people exist because otherwise I would just continue to be grumpy a little you know, bit. You know, my children were like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, grumpy, dude. I don't, don't know. know, dude. It's in the air. So we were putting our hands in the circle, like baseball style and on three, say what we want. Yeah. And one would be like, say his best friend's name, Evan, and we'd be like, yay, and the other one would be like, nothing, and we'd just sit there silently. <laughs> anyway, it helped. <laughs> we, we felt better after that. Well, you guys, go, you guys. Oh, what do we, they will kill. They will kill. What do we have for them tonight, Sadie? Well, tonight I'm telling you about the story of vigilante killer Marianne Bachmeyer. Oh, I think this is very well-timed considering what's going on in our country right now. Yep. Lay it on us. So first, I want to give a big shout out to our sweet and very helpful listener, Carolina, who lives in the Czech Republic. She nice. helped me translate a few articles from German for the story, and I could not have done this without her help. That is incredible. Thank I, you so much. No, she like translated whole on ass articles for me. That's amazing. I would have given yes. up right then. Thank you so much. I know. I know. Marianne Bachmeyer was born on June 3, 1950, and grew up in a small town in West Germany. Her parents fled East Prussia at the end of World War II in 1945 to avoid the Red Army after reports of Soviet atrocities against Germans, which was spreading through the region. Mm-hmm. Marianne's father was a member of the Waffen-SS, which was the combat branch of the Nazi Party's protection squadron. Whoops. Yeah, the big, big baddies. Yikesy, wikesy, as I always say. (laughs) God. It's going to be one of those nights. Truly. Uh, He had even been rewarded the Knight's Cross, which is the highest award given to members of the Nazi military at the time. I would love to know more about that whole situation, but Truly. I, you know what we know about it is that it was awful. It can go fuck itself. Yes. Yep. So this gave the Bachmeyers even more reason to flee the Red Army's advances. Hmm. 
Marianne would later tell journalists that she had a very hard upbringing. I mean, like, no shit. Mm-hmm. Her father had a rough transition back to civilian life and became a terrible alcoholic. Her parents divorced in 1954 when Marianne was just four years old. Soon after the divorce, her mother remarried a man who was a long-haul truck driver. When he was home, he would beat Marianne regularly. She wanted to continue a relationship with her dad, but wasn't allowed to see him unless it was his weekend to have her. So she would skip school and spend time with him. Mm. And her dad's the Nazi, right? Mm -hmm. Her Nazi dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just just thinking about like being born in 1950, Mm. Germany, you know, 10 years after the war, like, or no, just five, sorry, just five years after World War II ended and... complicated lots to sort through Mm -hmm. lots of baggage yes so as she got older she was kicked out of her home by her mother and stepfather a number of times it was during this time when she was homeless with nowhere to go that she was raped for the first time while at a disco Mm. in 1966 when marianne was just 16 years old she started dating a classmate who was the son of a wealthy businessman After a few months of dating, Marianne found out she was pregnant. I cannot catch a break. Mm -mm. After giving birth to a little girl, the father of her baby dumped them both, and Marianne was forced to raise her daughter alone. Marianne's stepfather was furious with his stepdaughter for her unplanned pregnancy and sent her away to start an apprenticeship after the baby was born. And I hear that this is a common thing to do Mm -hmm. uh, for kids that are out of high school. But leaving her newborn baby probably was not. I would I would classify that as another trauma. Put that mm-hmm. in the trauma section. Mm-hmm. Big big one. Big trauma. Yes. And I'm under the impression that Marianne's baby stayed with her grandparents while Marianne was away, but I couldn't verify that. Mm-hmm. Two years later, Marianne got pregnant for a second time at 18. Oof. During this pregnancy, Marianne was raped again. God. This time, her attacker was caught and convicted of the attack and was sentenced to one and a half years in prison. What? Mm-hmm. Whatever. This I don't experience... have it. I don't have it in me today, guys. It's okay. This experience was terribly traumatic for Marianne, and she attempted to take her own life. Mm. After this, Marianne felt too unstable and decided to give her oldest daughter up for adoption. Wow. And I think she gave the daughter up for to her parents but again i couldn't confirm that right and after giving birth to her second daughter in 1969 she also gave that baby up for adoption Mm -hmm. things did seem to turn around for marianne when she met a man named christian in 1972 and the two fell in love christian owned a local pub and did well for himself marianne would move in with him and live on his small organic farm Yes, yes. Now we're talking. Let's stay right. here. Let's why stay on this track. Unknowingly, you put farm clothes on tonight. I know, Sadie. If you're on YouTube or TikTok, we or I'm the farmer and Sadie's the flower patch. <laughs> <laughs> so after a few months together, they would learn that Marianne was pregnant for the third time. At 23 years old, her daughter Anna was born in 1972. Mm-hmm. Marianne and Christian decided to keep this baby. Marianne had a tubal ligation after she gave birth. Things continued to go well for the little family. Anna was raised on the farm, which was full of animals. And Marianne described this as the happiest time of her life. 
things got a little tough for the family when Christian bought an excursion steamer, which is, you know, like a large paddle boat mm-hmm. with the hopes of making this his new business. But when that failed, he lost almost all of the family's money. Bummer. To help with their finances, Marianne opened a new pub to help them recover. This new spot was in the center of a visitor's district and was a huge success. Good. Because they were so busy, both Marianne and Christian worked long hours into the early morning, leaving little Anna alone much of the time. Mm. Not much is known about Anna, but she was described as a, quote, happy, open-minded child. It is clear that she fended for herself often and was late or missed school frequently. Marianne had to work long hours late into the night to keep her pub going, so she would usually sleep in and wouldn't wake up in time to get Anna off to school. Mm-hmm. On May 5th, 1980, Marianne woke late and realized that Anna, who was seven years old at the time, was late for school. Uh-huh. The two got into an argument and Anna left. Marianne believed she was heading to school, but really, Anna decided to skip school and go to a friend's house. Don't, don't tell me. Do not tell me this is going where I think it's going. It's going where you think it's going. <sighs> okay. Unfortunately for Anna, instead of making it safely to her friends, she ran into 35-year-old Klaus Grabowski, who Mm-mm. lived next door to her friend. Mm-mm. Yep. Uh, here's a little trigger warning for violence against children. Mm-hmm. Grabowski was a convicted child molester who had 19 convictions against him. My heavenly God. Some of them were for child molestation. (laughs) Uh, Quick side note. I'm sure we're all watching the Steven Stainer miniseries on Hulu. Mm -hmm. If we are good at true crime, we are. Um, (laughs) I haven't yet, so I'm not good at true crime. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just came out. Um, It's on your list. If it's not on your list, you're not good at true crime. Uh, or you know the story really well because you're really good at true crime. But somebody made a comment in that about how they just didn't care about child molestation back then. Like they, they were like, you know, and he got off with three years or whatever because they just didn't care. Yeah. Like it just wasn't talk a about crime. That here too. Yes. Yep. yep. No. It just, I know that in my heart and I know it's still kind of not a crime according to, depending on who's on trial. But mm-hmm. man, oh man. Yeah. Really effed it up for a very continue to eff it up but we really effed it up back then yes we did this is early night 80s early yeah. 80s yeah in west germany it's rough and i mean like everywhere but yeah. yes he would later tell police that he lured anna into his house by telling her he had cats that she could play with mm. she's seven mm-hmm once she was inside his home, he held her for several hours, sexually assaulted her, and then eventually strangled her with a pair of his girlfriend's pantyhose. Give me a break. After murdering Anna, Grabowski put her body in a cardboard box and left it on the banks of a nearby canal. <laughs> the details of what happened next are a little fuzzy, but reports say that soon after Anna was murdered, Grabowski's girlfriend came home and surprised him. I get the impression that he had he had already disposed of Anna's body and was cleaning up the crime scene, but I can't be sure of that. Mm-hmm. Either way, Grabowski told his girlfriend what happened, and she went straight to the police. Mm-hmm. So Klaus Grabowski was a local butcher with a long criminal history. In 1975, he was arrested and convicted of the molestation of two little girls. He was sentenced to time in prison and volunteered to be chemically castrated in 1976. Wow. Like the rest of the world, Germany was going through its own sexual freedom movement in the 60s and 70s. 
Unfortunately, in some cases, the sexual freedom of pedophiles was considered more important than the safety of the children they abused. <sighs> yep. After going through the chemical castration, Grabowski was able to find a doctor to reverse the castration and bring him back to his full sexual function. <laughs> Quote, I know. Quote, the doctor thought that Grabowski was still too young to give up his sexuality and thus resets a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. Marianne would later try to sue the doctor who helped Grabowski, but her case was thrown out of court. Hi, why? The judge who threw out the case said, quote, a restaurant owner could not be held liable for the possible consequences of serving alcoholic beverages. <laughs> like, I get it. I get I, I don't know. I mean, that's, it's just like. Yeah, I would say, I, why did you, why were you chemically castrated? Let's mm-hmm, start there. What? Mm-hmm. Not like. Excuse me, sir. Do you are you an alcoholic? Because before I serve you the soak, that's a different. That's very different. But if you're a doctor presented with a patient who wants a reversal of a chemical castration, maybe I should uh, look into this a little bit mm-hmm. further. Right. Anyway. Yeah, and I'm guessing like voluntary. Maybe it was part of his like, if you do this, we'll give you a lesser sentence. Like I'm not sure how mm-hmm. he wasn't like me. Please is my guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When police brought Grabowski in for questioning, he fessed up to the murder right away. At first, he wouldn't explain why Anna had ended up in his home, but said that he had not planned to sexually abuse her. Then he had the motherfucking audacity to say that Anna had tried to seduce and extort him. I'm sure it worked, too. I'm sure, honestly, I'm sure the courts were like, well, she was a very attractive seven-year-old. Right. Luckily, it didn't work. But yes, I <gasps> oh, know. thank God. One yeah. small mercy. One small mercy. But I'm sure. I'm positive that that defense has probably worked a lot of times. A shocking number of times. Mm-hmm. No, he told disgusting. police. Yeah, it really is. He told police that Anna said if he didn't give her five German marks, which is three U.S. dollars, she would tell her mother that he touched her inappropriately. His fear of going back to prison was so great, he decided to kill the seven-year-old instead. Because this is how these things happen. Totally. A day after Anna's murder, police told Marianne her daughter had been killed. Her already deep despair and anger only grew when police allowed her to read the transcript of Grabowski's confession. Oh my god. She was beyond horrified. Well, you know, luckily Germans are very good at sharing their feelings. (laughs) Especially back then. Uh-huh. So I'm sure she had plenty <laughs> she of support. Help. Oh, yeah. Plenty. Yeah, because she had such a supportive life to mm-hmm. begin with. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. tell you uh, everything. Trust mm-hmm. us. Our grandmother, our Oma, just loved those feelings. Just <laughs> rolled right around in them. Yeah, just Was held not us while we cried. And yeah. Yes. Didn't comment on your appearance first thing when you saw her. Mm-hmm. None of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love you, Oma. She was great, but she was... She was intense. Totally. That's the most... That is accurate and loving. I love Mm -hmm. her for it. So a year after Anna's murder, Grabowski went to trial. His defense claimed he had acted out because of a hormonal imbalance caused by hormone therapy he'd received after his castration. They conveniently left out the reason why he'd been castrated in the first place. Totally. On March 6th, 1981, on the third day of trial, Marianne smuggled a 22 caliber Beretta pistol into the courtroom. 
Shortly after the trial started for the day, she pulled the handgun from her purse and aimed it at Grabowski's back. Mm. She pulled the trigger and shot the gun eight times until it was empty. Wow. Marianne managed to put seven of the eight bullets into Grabowski, and he died almost immediately while lying on the courtroom floor. Unbelievable. The trial judge said after the shooting, she heard Marianne say, quote, he killed my daughter. I wanted to shoot him in the face, but I shot him in the back. I hope he's dead. Marianne was arrested on the spot and charged with murder. Anna's murder hadn't received much media attention up to this point, but Marianne's vigilante killing started a media storm. Mm-hmm. Major news outlets from around the world traveled to Germany to cover the killing. Within just one week of Grabowski's murder, Marianne received 100,000 DM, uh, which is approximately 180,000 US dollars. Wow. In a week. Wow. Yes. She received this much money in donations for her legal costs. Holy shit. And while she was in jail, she received thousands of letters from supporters. Many people believed they would do the same thing if they were in her shoes and that she, quote, deserved a medal. I'm positive I would never take a human life, but I would very much fantasize about it. I'm positive that I would fantasize about it. Yeah, it's it's tricky for me, too. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't, I just don't really think we should be going around killing each other for mm-hmm. whatever the reason it mm-hmm. is. But I can't say that I don't understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't really blame her, you know. Like yeah. I'm, yeah, but yeah. Uh, the saying that, like, if somebody killed one of your children, my fury would be unmatched. It would be so. Want yeah. to yeah. sit that close to them in trial and, like, yeah, I couldn't do and, it. You know, mm-hmm. his little shit mouth lying about my daughter and blaming her for the murder and, like, no, I, that would be. Yep. So. Marianne would sell her life story for about two hundred fifty thousand uh, DM to the news magazine Stern. So wow. she's just like. Making some money. Vigilante fucking pay dirt. Mm-hmm. Yep. After the articles were published, many continued to support Marianne and her actions, but others questioned if Marianne was just a ruthless killer herself. Mm-hmm. And I will say that um, from what I could gather, she loved to talk about herself. Marianne did. She didn't mm. talk a lot about Anna. Um, it was mostly about her and her life and mm-hmm. the things that she'd been through. And, you know, I don't think she would have killed otherwise you know maybe but no um, that's a lot of trauma yeah to have her daughter murdered so heinously yes. yeah that's yeah. nobody's surprised over sure. the edge right. totally so friends would later say that marianne was considering putting anna up for adoption soon before she died and that she wasn't a very loving mother mm. but again like it's complicated it's complicated yes Getting Nazi dad out, like, out of the gate. Mm-hmm. How do you ever know how to love? How do you know how to do anything or love yourself? Or, or yeah. Yeah. It's complicated. I'm sure she loved her daughter. Yeah, 100%. Period. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the lead up to her trial, there was quite a bit of legal debate about whether the shooting was premeditated or not, or mm-hmm. whether it was murder or manslaughter. Mm-hmm. After a long debate, Marianne's initial murder charges were lowered to manslaughter. Wow. And just a little side note, it turns out that Germany, and I don't know if it is had or still has, I couldn't find out if it's still around, but they have a quote Nazi murder law. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, have, they have Nazi murder laws in place 
still, at least as far as like 2015, 2016. I couldn't find anything more recently than that. Um, that make differentiating between murder and manslaughter kind of tricky. So, quote, a surviving statute from 1941 means that women who kill their abusive husbands are more likely to be jailed for murder than husbands who beat their wives to death. According to the German Association of Lawyers, the Nazis decided that a murderer was someone who killed, quote, treacherously or sneakily. This means that a man who beats his wife over many years, finally mm. killing her, is less likely to be convicted of murder, which comes with a mandatory life sentence, than to be convicted of manslaughter, which may mean only five years in jail. And the argument is that there was nothing sneaky or treacherous about him killing his wife, beating her to death, because it was upfront and direct and might have been expected. Is that still the case? I don't know. That's what I couldn't find out. Holy shit. I don't think that they they necessarily read the law like this Mm -hmm. but it is the law Mm -hmm. so it's hard and that's like lawyers were coming forward and being like it's really impossible to move forward with a law like this (laughs) you know like it's (laughs) instead of looking at each individual case and the motive and the you know Mm -hmm. like anyway and sneaky sneakiness level right (laughs) right yes like Uh, do you did you tiptoe into the courthouse (laughs) it's like did you have your back hunched and your little hands out in front of you in a menacing fashion Mm -hmm. but also like quietly like you're holding them out so you're being more quiet (laughs) yes or did you come in and announce i'm going to murder you tomorrow and do it (laughs) okay then that's just manslaughter (laughs) right good grief So Nazis defined murder in the light of their belief that some people were inherently weak-minded. It was Mm. about defining a murderer as someone treacherous rather than looking at the circumstances of each individual crime. Mm -hmm. The Nazi law favored the strong who murdered the weak. Um, But I think that that's one of the reasons why they spent so long trying to decide Marianne if she was up for murder or manslaughter. Mm -hmm. Was she sneaky or was she front upfront about it or (laughs) was she wearing a cloak or a (laughs) trench coat black yeah or dark gray and honestly i think she was a little bit of both i'm so i'm she was pretty sneaky about it though yeah but she did bring a gun into a courthouse and so unless i mean unless she just carried a gun everywhere so maybe she yeah maybe it was just manslaughter Mm -hmm. maybe she was a gun she had a nazi dad ass so she very well could have carried guns with her everywhere she went and then just decided, you know what? I'm going to put this gun to use right now on this That's guy. That's right. Yep. Well, and when I was reading about the Nazi German or no, the Nazi murder laws, uh, I also read that when East and West Germany came together, mm-hmm. East Germany had more like typical laws, like, you mm-hmm. know, what we we're used to. Mm-hmm. And they took the West Germany's like nazi murder laws with them like they decided to go with that side of things wow (laughs) yeah we'll have to ask people what do you know if those laws still are in place or did they reform them probably reformed them i'm thinking so too because it's not in the news anymore so i'm assuming that they like the last articles i could find were saying they were in the process of trying to get these things uh, passed the new laws passed and then i didn't hear anything else about it so that kind of makes me think that they were like okay yes let's yeah Let's do yeah. this a little differently. I mean, yeah, as far as I know, Germans have really, really, really tried hard to distance themselves from their past and yes. also be the best people they can possibly be mm-hmm. moving forward. So I would yep. be very surprised if those were still in place. Although there was one person they interviewed in these articles that were like, well, we don't need to get rid of everything. Like the Nazis built the Autobahn and we're not going to rip that up. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> 
It's not the same thing. These are not no. the same thing. No. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we can keep the efficiencies, but lose the <laughs> atrocities. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. pretty easy yeah, yeah. to determine. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, sir, um, but what about uh, this chair that the Nazis... <laughs> Uh, yeah, atrocities. Put in the atrocities <laughs> pile. Like, what the fuck? I know. So Marianne's trial started in early 1983, and she would get on the stand in her own defense. She testified that she shot Grabowski in a dream where she saw visions of her daughter in the courtroom. Mm. A doctor who examined her said when Marianne was asked for a handwriting sample, she wrote, quote, I did it for you, Anna, and then mm. decorated the sample with seven hearts one for each year of Anna's life. Mm-hmm. After a four-month-long trial, Mary Ann was found guilty of manslaughter and unlawful possession of a firearm and was sentenced to six years in prison. Wow. Once in prison, Mary Ann fell into a deep depression and lost her will to live. She would tell people she just wanted to, quote, get on Anna's way. She ended up attempting to die by suicide multiple times. She drank floor wax, swallowed shards of a mirror, and tried to hang herself. Oh, buddy. No. Due to these attempts, authorities decided to let Marianne out of prison early, and she was released in 1985. Wow. She just served three of her six years sentence. Hopefully, wow. like, they were to get out of prison to go get mental health treatment. I was going to say, did they transfer her somewhere? They're just like, good luck to you, know madam. for sure. Yeah, I'm sure she's yeah. not their highest priority. Right. After her release, Marianne moved to Nigeria with her new husband, who was a teacher. While there, they lived in a German camp where her husband taught at a German school. Wow. She stayed there until she got a divorce and moved to Sicily in the 1990s. In September 1995, Marianne appeared on a talk show where she admitted she had shot the killer of her daughter after careful consideration. Mm. She wanted to enforce the law on him and prevent him from further spreading lies about Anna. A friend of Marianne's who was featured in a separate documentary about the case claimed to have witnessed Marianne perform target practice with a gun in her pub cellar before the shooting. Mm-hmm. So definitely premeditated. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think we all assume Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So while in Sicily, Marianne was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Ugh. After this diagnosis, she moved back to Germany Marianne said she would dream often about Anna in these dreams. She would see Anna wearing a white summer dress. She would be picking flowers in an endless green meadow. At some point, Anna would throw a bouquet in the air and call out with a laugh, saying, Mom, I'm waiting for you. When are you coming? Marianne asked a reporter to film the last few weeks of her life, and she passed away on September 17th, 1996. She was just 46 years old. Ow. She was buried next to her daughter, Anna. Oh, bud. God. And that is the crazy story of Marianne Bachmeyer. She just got it done. She was like, I have seen enough. I have been through enough. I am just going to wrap this up, people. I do not have the time. I do not have the energy. Done bye, and done. Bye. Bye. You should have put him away after the ah offense, let alone 19 <laughs> offenses. Get your shit together, yep. people. Yep. Yep. And the fact that he was living right next to a seven-year-old's best friend. Like... <sighs> it's a lot. It's all a lot. It is mm-hmm. a lot. I know. It's, well, there's lots to uh, pick apart. 
in this one, but I don't think mm-hmm. either of us have it in us. I <laughs> know. <laughs> like, we got Nazis. We got Ooh, pedophiles. Sorry. We are punching microphones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys think, though? Yeah. Tell us what you think. I want to know what people, what do you know, like that idea of vigilante killing you know mm-hmm. i've said this before i'm like if i had nothing if i had nothing to live for you know like if i lost everything that i cared about i have fantasized about vigilante justice i'm like what would make me feel better yep vigilante shit <laughs> and i don't know what because i i can't like swish bugs so i don't know what i would do to the people mm-hmm. once i got them but maybe just like give them a really bad day or something <laughs> look but, at a mean with our eyes you know what i mean mm-hmm. just like what would I do? I wouldn't want to like, make mess with their car or something. I don't know. I would figure something out. Yeah. I don't know. know. I'm too afraid of karma. I wouldn't actually, but it's like, it's a comforting thought to think right. about being, doing vigilante justice. Expose them. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But nobody yeah. really cares. They've already been, I don't know. I don't know. Dexter stuff. Oh, yeah, I would just lay down plastic and stab him in the chest. Oh, right. Oh, that, that feels, that's fair. That's good. <laughs> oh, my God. So I think yeah. we'll save shouty outies because I just know they're not going to be very good. My brain is like this. Mm-hmm. So that's what you all would get. Yeah. <laughs> so it's right. too fun. It's too important. And so I'll save those until next time. Mm-hmm. And just yep. kind of in general, I think we're just sort of, well, here's, here's how I feel. I don't feel hopeless. I don't, I'm obviously referring to Roe v. Wade. If anybody mm-hmm. were like, what is she talking about? Of course, it was like a big punch to the gut. But then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to give them hopeless. I'm not going to give them sad. I'm not going to give them tired. Anytime I feel any of those feelings that they want me to feel because they're a pile of motherfuckers, I'm going to feel angry, activated, or peaceful or inspired to do something for mm-hmm. myself or another person because you know what fuck them and also this is the death rattle of some patriarchy mm-hmm. bullshit so it's gonna suck in the meantime we're gonna have to get out and make some noise but we will do it let's Zelensky this shit you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah yeah like, i definitely was feeling like i woke up this morning just like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then yep. I started thinking, okay, what actions can be taken? What can we yeah. do? Tons. And there's plenty. So, Tons. You know, yes. This is not. If you not, need help. If you. I will you know, give you a ride to yes. another town. I will drive you to New York. It's yeah, fucking fun. We will fun. buy you a plane ticket. We will help get you access to the care that you need. Yes. Um, Every, well, not everyone. A lot of people will suffer. But we'll figure it out. And we mm-hmm. are va- quickly becoming the majority we meaning people who don't want to restrict the way other people live their lives and mm-hmm. who they love and how they fucking use their damn bodies and just generally good people. And there are less and less like, you know, it's just not a white Christian majority anymore. And that pisses them off and terrifies the shit out of them. So they're hail marrying the hell out of some stuff and whatever. We got this. Let's let Zelensky it. Put on your yep. tightest little hot little military pants <laughs> you know go. what i mean yes yeah, really, I mean, no, look sideways more. into a camera and be like <laughs> let's go yeah man i know mm-hmm. we need some let's we need some like 
kicking tunes right now to motivate <laughs> people. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Right. You ready to motivate? Civil rights solved. Civil rights solved. You nailed it. This is our anthem. So you just play that on your loudspeakers, and the neighbors will come out, and we'll fucking kick ass. Yeah. My business partner reminded me this morning of when they tried to do this in Mexico. People were out with like riot gear and smoke bombs and shit. I was like, yeah, we're we're fine. We're fine. Like, you think two summers ago was something like fuck with half of over half of the population of the United States of America. Yeah. And like threaten gay marriage and interracial marriage. Like mm-hmm. what are you doing this on purpose? Are you, they think they're doing it on purpose. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I just, like, it's I just really, it feels much. like they're just burning everything down see what sticks. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or they're like, we don't want to do this job anymore because it's so hard. Like the, the GOP <laughs> is so intense. Everybody mm-hmm. is like, wants you to do things. Everybody's got guns. Every get time you go to a rally, it's like, I have to talk to these people. It is so, <laughs> wah, like I'm over it. What can we do? Uh, Roe v. Wade for sure. We'll have to go after that. You guys, what about gay marriage? Like that's still new. Like there's like 11 loud guys Mm -hmm. in QAnon that don't like it. Everybody else loves it. But like, fuck it. I'm sort of out on there. What about interracial marriage? Oh my God. Should we go after interracial marriage? Like that, if we do that, we are done. We can retire. (laughs) We can go to Hammock Island. We're good. That's the only plausible explanation for this bullshit. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. Go take care of yourselves. Get get yourself a smoothie. (laughs) Get yourself some yogurt. Get a yogurt bar, fro-yo bar. probiotics in your belly. Mm -hmm. Gut health is important at a time like this. (laughs) We aren't clearly two white middle-aged women at this point. We have solidified that fact. You you need some aromatherapy. You're going to need some lavenders. You're going to need some... um, Weighted blankets help, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also mm, signs teas. that say things like "live, laugh, love." Live, laugh, love. Just put it, put it in a more prominent position in your home, and you're fixed. <laughs> you're fixed. Just chill out. No, let's get activated. Let's do stuff as we are able. If you're not able, then just chill the fuck out because the rest of us has got you. It's cool. It's fine. I mean, it's terrible and it's not fine, but it is going to be cool and fine eventually. I promise mm-hmm. you. Yeah, we got to tear shit down to build it back up. Woohoo! I really don't have time to riot, but I will make it. I will sit. Mm, I got to carve out uh, Wednesday from, <laughs> you guys think, 3.30 to 4.45? That yeah, enough? that'll work. Is that enough yeah. time? Uh, that's good. Cool. Pencil yeah. it in. Could good. you send me a um, calendar invite? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, in the meantime, we'll be back next time with names, name times, shouty outies, all the usual fixings. Just today, it's like raining, everything, Mm -hmm. poo poo pee pee, papa. And so, like I always say, cranky territory. Cranky territory. (laughs) We are scoundrels in it. What is it? Planting the flag? Not scoundrels. Like a Kim. God, I'm so glad I'm not doing shouty outies today. (laughs) Tom Cruise and Kim, what's his ex-wife's name? Tom Cruise. Kate Middleton. (laughs) Kate Middleton. In the movie where they ride the horses and stick their little thing in the ground. Oh, 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 Legends of the Fall. They're not Um, prospectors. They are 
guys. Oh my. They are homesteaders. Yes. Yeah, right? Where yes. they pick the land and they ride and really fast Irish, and they right? get it. Yeah, Somebody's Irish. He was a boxer and she was a lady. I don't what know what she that did. fucking movie called? Far and Away. Far and Away. And it's right? not Kate Middleton. It's, oh my God. You know, the most famous actress of all time, <laughs> Kate Middleton. Oh my God. Kim Cattrall. <laughs> <laughs> Diane um, Weist. Why can I not think of her? Name? I can't think of it at all. Not even a little bit. Reese She's Witherspoon. <laughs> Starring next to her in lots of. Uh, I, I can't believe this, but I am actually looking it up. This is so embarrassing. I can't think of it. I cannot. I can't wait to find out what this is. Well, I just said first wife. It wasn't her. His first mother, lover. Where is it? <laughs> Maybe okay. she doesn't exist. Okay. Maybe we okay. jumped a timeline nope. and she doesn't nope. exist. She does. Starts with an N. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. We were going backwards. We were going kid, kid, Kidman, Kim. People Holy are so shit. bad at us they're right now. They're furious, screaming. Uh. Like they're like people think that the Roe v. Wade protests have started, but it's just our listeners screaming so in the streets, taking us. to the streets to remind us of the uh. actress Nicole Motherfucking Kidman. I'm so glad I didn't do yeah. shouty outy. See, this is what you guys would have gotten. Oh, man. I mean, the fact that we got through the episode was pretty amazing. It really, really, really was. Yes. Anyway, we your, love you so much. We do. Make your vigilante plans. Um, go to Instagram <laughs> after you're done. Once you get your vigilante <laughs> plans down in your day planner, in your yes. journal, uh, then go to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or TikTok. I know, and we're just hitting them all. Hitting we them are. All, hitting them all. We are so in love you with know, the TikToks. We, we all know how Facebook reminded me of just Jeff Bezos for some reason, but mm-hmm. um, I just saw that he, and we all know how we all feel about Amazon, but he just put into place $4,000 for each employee for travel expenses, medical expenses, mm-hmm. to help people get access to abortions. And it's like, it clearly in mm-hmm. the thing says, you know. It including right. medical care including abortion care too little too late basos but i know that's, let's start there yeah and that's you a can good, just that's a something that is a something i'm happy to hear it yeah i'm sure his don't ex-wife dock people's like, pages pages dock people's wages to pay for it yeah he's like i'm going to take your health insurance but i will give you abortion <laughs> money what no don't do that dude you're PR so weird stunt. Yeah. you're so weird <laughs> meanwhile his ex-wife's like i'll see that four thousand dollars and raise you eleven billion dollars <laughs> brain to plan parent right aclu you get another 50 <laughs> totally. million. i love yeah. her love mackenzie mm-hmm. scott thank god so thank god he married her and then divorced her anyway uh go to our social media <laughs> at they will kill you can send us an email they will kill podcast at gmail.com you can go to our website they will kill.com yeah you can rate review subscribe to us please yes please do it and thank you, AJ Burkans, for your music. Thank you very, very much. And remember, um, I wrote one down. Oh, yeah, I sent you this video. The guy was talking about how people insult the most powerful parts of you because some mm. people are committed to a world that's dying. I sent that before Roe v. Wade, mm. but it's true. Some people are committed to a world that's dying. We I am not. post that on our social media. Mm-hmm. I am not personally committed to a world that is dying. I want a living world and I want you all to live in it and thrive. And so anytime someone tears you down, be like, why you so taps to kill the world, dumbass? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why? Yeah. But yeah, it's a lovely way to think about it. 
Yeah. We love you guys. Your lovely there. ways to think about it. Oh yeah, we got this. Mm-hmm. And next week, names, same, same Z's, sames. Same as these sames. That's what we always say. <laughs> <laughs> names, names, same Z's, sames. Yeah. We love you guys. We love you guys. Hope hope uh, we can think of Nicole Kidman next week. Bye. No, bye. Goodbye. <laughs>